The following is a fourth-hand production. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? I'm always ready. You know this. <laughs> are you? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I got to ask every time, but it feels <laughs> good. We just got to make sure we're all ready to go. We're ready. Oh, yeah. And by ready, you mean you're going to tell me what you're having in your green can tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a dogfish head 60 minute. It's starting to become a staple. Yeah, I know. I can't. I mean, I like it. Yeah, that's the way I am with cream ale. But I also have a fist of Honey Jim Beam tonight. Oh, boy. This quarantine life has got you turning into a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you didn't say alcoholic, then I'd have to take classes. To be an alcoholic or to not be an alcoholic? That is the. Never mind. I'll just drink. Oh, I thought you meant take classes to learn how to be an alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was getting at, was a to be or not to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to drink or not to drink? That's a very good question. Often, to drink. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want to do it at, like, a funeral, you know. Why not? At, like, a PTO meeting, you don't really want to do it. There's certain times you shouldn't. And certain times where you absolutely should. Just pull out a flask. <laughs> Mr. Green, what are you doing? Uh, It's water. Now's not the time? Sir, you are literally being arrested for public intoxication, and you're actively drinking out of your flask. Oh, is it a bad time? <laughs> I'm already going to jail, you fuck. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, it's been a couple weeks now, but there was a guy in the courtroom. I don't know how he got it into the courtroom, but while the judge was giving him his sentence, okay, you're going to have to serve blah, blah, blah. He pulls out, pulls out a joint and lights it in the courtroom. What? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> Seriously, how the fuck did he get it in? Right. Uh, w one, a lighter, and two, the joint. I mean, uh, isn't that little metal clip on the end of a lighter? Uh, wouldn't a metal detector detect that? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but somehow, nope. He's like, okay, well, if I'm going away, time to time for one more. <laughs> He, like, just carried it in in his prison purse, <laughs> you know. He said, hold on a second, pulled down his pants. He said, let me pull this out. Yeah. <laughs> prison purse. Oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, dude's got a satchel. We're just going to call it a prison purse. Nope. It's orange. Just butthole. <laughs> just <laughs> straight into it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I have to have my uh, gem beam in a different class because... One of the kids climbed up on a stool to get one of the plastic cups. It was too high for her to get. Knocked my whiskey glass off the counter. Just busted a whole side off. I'm like, fine. I'll take your Oreo cup. It's got a big Oreo on the side of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. There's like, I forget who got us these sets, but they got each one of the girls one of these Oreo dunkers sets. You're going to have the, a sleeve of Oreos, like six Oreos connected to this thing on the side. And each of them comes with two glasses. I have four girls 
we don't need six glasses. I mean, I guess we could all have one, but I'm going to use mine for whiskey now. Well, there you go. It fits my ice sphere perfectly. You going to dunk some Oreos in it? Right in my honey jimmy? <laughs> You're sir mix a lot. I, I didn't say no yet. <laughs> don't do it, man. <laughs> I don't dare. Well, we have a lot to cover. We better get going. Yeah, I agree. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. We just got confirmation today. We just set it up today. And you're going to say what book you've been listening to. And our listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash bring on the weird. Sign up for a free trial of Audible and listen to whatever you've been listening to. <laughs> uh, well, I've been listening to Heaven's Gate. It's Heaven's Gate, America's UFO Religion by Benjamin E. Zeller. And if you can't get enough of this episode, you can go and listen to the book yourself. Oh, yeah. But listen to this episode. Yeah, definitely. Did you finish the book before we were recording this episode? Uh, no. Nope. It's that good then, huh? Uh, I've just been very busy at work and shit, so. Sure, sure. I haven't really had time. What was that, uh, what was that Skinwalker one? Uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker by, who was that by? Oh, I don't know. Was there a Benjamin? No. Steve? Marvin? Mm, no. Mar Gary. Look at Marvin. <laughs> oh, Colm Kelleher. Yeah, that's a fun name. Yeah. So, Hunt for the Skinwalker. AudibleTrial.com slash Bring on the Weird. We're going to make a commercial. How you like that? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Heaven's Gate. Yeah, I mean, I I assume aye, most aye, people aye. most people know about Heaven's Gate. It's real, it, you know, uh, Family Guy's done episodes on it. It's, it's a well-known cult religion group. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's a big story. I mean, it's only... I mean, as time goes, it's been pretty recent. 23 years ago is when it finished. Yeah, it, it finished. Uh, you know what's <laughs> really strange about it, though? What? They weren't even known as Heaven's Gate until, like, the very end. Yeah, I, I've figured that out. They're called Human Individual Metamorphosis, or HIM. And that's what the Powerpuff Girls called Satan. HIM? Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. He had, like, lobster claws for hands. I vaguely remember. I remember the show. I did like the show. I know that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, I kind of... <laughs> I was still kind of a kid when it came out. Yeah. The group was started by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, and they... <laughs> would later go on to be known as Guinea and Pig, Bo and Peep, and eventually T and Doe. Or some people just called them The Two. The Two being a reference to The Two in the Book of Revelations. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if if you don't know about Heaven's Gate, as I was doing the research and getting into it, I was like, okay, so they took the Bible story. Everything we know about the Bible, and was like, aliens. Basically, exactly that. It didn't happen all at once. It, it was like, over time, well, Marshall and Bonnie, they were like, well, we're probably the two, and what does that mean? 
so so maybe the minds of the of, of the of God and Jesus are are in us and we're just vessels what yeah uh before we get to let me just quickly run over so well, I guess we don't have to do it quick right speed bump yep go slow so nettles did not grow up religious Applewhite was raised by a preacher and attended seminary. And for people who don't know, it's like a school to learn scripture, theology school, essentially. So. Now, was that as a kid or was he looking to become some sort of preacher, pastor, priest, whatever? From what I gather, I think he was looking to be like a preacher. You go to a seminary school for that. Yeah, his dad was a like really popular preacher, like w- well known, and his dad was also Marshall Applewhite. Oh, because the Applewhite that we're talking about is Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. Correct. Oh, Herf. So his dad got the calling from from the upper powers. Yeah. To teach the word of the Lord, the scripture of the Bible. Yep. And old old Marshall Jr. He got a different kind of calling. <laughs> He sure did. <laughs> real quick, before I tell you a little more about Applewhite, let's go on to Nettles real quick. So, she didn't okay. grow up religious. Uh, she was a registered nurse from Houston. She had four kids, a failing marriage, due to the fact that her husband did not agree with her beliefs. She was doing seances and, like, in her living room. She was very interested in the um, theosophy. Yeah, she was. Uh, into that astrology and the occult just fascinated by it yeah uh she she channeled spirits uh one of which was a monk named brother francis and she also now you ready for this one all right she channeled marilyn monroe and i think that that was just one time she couldn't do it again and other living beings from venus Uh oh venusians so man, she was just this, this just channeling machine. She was just some sort of receiver of all the signals. Yeah. So, her and her husband they got divorced in 1972, and she had, I think she had already met Marshall Applewhite. They were separated for a little while, but they met in a hospital because Marshall Applewhite had a an NDE, a near death experience. It's all coming together. I can't remember what it was. Maybe that's when, maybe his earth-given soul, that's when it left his body, and that's when the mind, the information, the data that is, should I say it? Yeah, say it. Jesus came into his body. Wow. It wasn't just NDE. It was a whole transference. Wow. Yeah. About that. What? What? What did happen? I don't. I don't know. I. The the NDE. Yeah. Well, what happened to cause that event? I cannot remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. We're poor researchers. <laughs> so, Applewhite. He was described by a former college roommate. This guy was smart. He went, he went to college. He left. Then he went back to like a music school, and uh, I think it was 
Yeah, he got a master's in music from the University of Colorado following a brief stint he did in the Army. He just... I, I don't really know what happened to him. Why did he go off his rocker? Um, One theory I had was the reason he left being a teacher in Houston, Texas is because he supposedly had a sexual encounter with a young male student. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was... I mean, it was his back... Uh, in the 70s so yeah yeah it wasn't so open back then about about all that kind of stuff plus he was in motherfucking texas yeah exactly texas you still get you get lynched up if you got like a little uh a little bit of pot on you they kill you (laughs) i mean not really i'm just making a joke but texas don't play around plus he was the son of a preacher Right. <clears throat> Son of a preacher, man. He's a soldier. He's a teacher. And then he couldn't he couldn't be honest with himself in that whole time period, the whole landscape, the whole everything. Yeah. He couldn't be who he really was, yeah. is what I'm gathering. And it, it broke him. It messed him up. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he was, depending on how old he was when he knew or whatever, uh, but he was a former college roommate, described him as an extrovert with a magnetic personality that he only put to good use. Yes, he did. So, I mean, that it fits right in with a a cult leader, right? A charismatic, magnetic, like, people were just like, I want to be around this dude. He's just like, he's phenomenal. Well, maybe being in person is different because I watched some of those initiation videos and I didn't get any of that. I completely forgot about the initiation videos, dude. <laughs> There's a whole bunch on YouTube. If anybody wants to watch them, it's uh, I think it's Heaven's Gate database on YouTube, and it's got. Uh, you've probably seen all the pictures with with him with the shaved head, pretty much bald. Yeah, but the first. The first 12 videos, it must have been super early on. He had, like, this full head of hair. It was kind of longish. And I'm like, that is way different. But you could definitely tell it was old Marsh. And he looks like a a fucking lunatic, dude. Like, his eyes and shit. Like, it it looks like he can literally see my soul and know what alien race I am. (laughs) Maybe he can. Yeah, he could. He's something else, but I'm pretty sure the incident at the school that got him sent away was what one of the things that broke him. And later on, he had visions, including one in which he was told that he was chosen for a role like that of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They were all ready to be martyrs, dude. In the in the 70s. Yeah. How did those two? Well, he was you said he was at the near death experience and then she was the RN there. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, she was taking care of him. But he was married with kids too, right? Yeah, he was not married very long. He he was married and had two kids, and uh, then he basically didn't talk to his wife or kids until ever again. He had an estranged wife and children. He just, that was it. He just ghosted them. And then, I mean, if you're his kids and you're like, fuck that guy, 
This is my the he- my that dad. guy's my dad. No, I'm not talking to him. No, call me Apple Black. <laughs> so Nettles was the real leader of the group, and Applewhite was just like the face of it. I think Nettles manipulated Applewhite and kind of coerced him into this a little bit. Oh, so you think she's the one that convinced him that he is this vessel for the mind of the son of God. Yeah, well, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth, I know. Yeah, (laughs) and on the seventh day he rested. Uh, (laughs) No, Nettles did an astrological chart on Apple White. Some weird thing, they were trying to explain it in the book, I was like, I'll just leave it at an astrological chart. And they determined... (laughs) That they had known each other in a previous life and that they had an important mission to perform together in this incarnation. Yes. So if he if he is the new vessel for the Son of God, she is the vessel for God. Uh okay, yeah. That's what I got out of it. But you didn't Uh yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But they took it obviously they took it as a sign that uh that led them they knew each other in the past, they had an important mission now. It led them together. He was supposed to have that NDE. She was supposed to be the nurse there. They were supposed to meet and Yes, yes, yes. It's all coming together. And let me explain. So she's divorced. I think at this point he is too. Whether he knew it or not. this relationship was strictly platonic they weren't like in love with each other they weren't he wasn't like damn look at the ass on that you know it just they were like business partners basically they had a mission that was the level that was it that's as far as it went business partners there were there was no and the non-sexualness about though that pair it just trickled down to the whole all of their followers don't do that. No, 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 no. Nope. Yeah. Looks like you're going to be doing that. No, 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 no. Well, I I gathered that it when they first started this, they were pretty lax on all the rules and stuff. They didn't have much control. And then they kind of wrenched it down a little bit, you know? Yeah. They were like, fuck, I want... Con- no. You guys aren't... You're running all over the place. That, look, if you want to be like that, you go live with Charlie Manson. Because we're not playing that shit here. <laughs> and the I'm pretty sure there was a number of them that were on board for that because as far as I understand, eventually when they had, you know, a number of followers, they had to kind of trick these people to leave the cult, well, leave the group, and they told them to go off one place, and then Bonnie and Marshall, Doe and T... Or T and Doe. Yeah. T and Doe? Where's Nen? Nen T and Doe. I don't know. Who the fuck is who? You know what I mean? They just moved the circus out of town and didn't tell anybody where they were going. Yeah. So they just lost some followers. Yeah. But that's that's a little bit later. Yeah. I guess after they first met or whatever, they, they opened a bookstore. Did you hear about this? No. What's that? Yeah, so they had a bookstore. It was called the Christian Arts Center, where they... They th- they sold like theosophical readings. It's a little strange. They did like they called it the Christian Arts Center, but they sold 
theosophy shit, occult shit. Was there UFO stuff in there maybe? Like UFO novelty stuff? Uh, Possibly. I don't know. It only lasted for, uh, I think, like two fucking months, dude. And then they they just packed up. They're like, all right, we're not doing so hot here. This is dumb. Yeah. So I guess what they decided to do was they they went out into the country and they opened this place. And they called it the, the No Place. K-N-O-W. Yeah, correct. I mean, they basically just taught the shit that they were into. You know what I mean? They they taught theosophy, astrology, mysticism. That ended up leading to a small, like a, a not religious, a, like a small community. That was in May of 74. By May of 75, there were several dozen members. And then by early 1976, there were, there were several hundred members. Really? Yeah, at this... This, I don't know what, I don't know if it was him then. It probably was. It was still him. It wasn't, well, it didn't take on the name Heaven's Gate until way later on. Oh, it had to be. Actually, it had to be him. Because the No Place, I forgot, the No Place closed in 1973. Probably because they ran out of money. Yeah, they had, so they had the No Place and they were teaching shit. And then all this led to this this big group, this big group of followers. That's when they started to, I guess once they got big, that's when they started to like wander the U.S., right? Yeah, they, uh, at one point they just started just, like you said, just wandering around trying to recruit more and more people. But then at the same time, they were like, we're poor as F. We, we need to, all right, I'll tell you what, everybody. Go around to all the chur- churches and ask for for money or food. We'll get we'll get something. They'll volunteer something for us. They'll help us out. So, yeah, he's like, "Fuck all that. I don't believe all that bullshit." But go ask them <laughs> for some food because I'm really hungry. These poor ass circus people just wandering around. They're like, "Okay, time to. <laughs> we need a handout." Yeah, they're like carnies, dude. And no offense if you're no offense if you're a carny. I'm just saying, like you just kind of wander. You just you're all over the place. You just that nomad life. Yeah, it was during all this the wandering when that's that's when it hit them what they were when they were out camping. Uh, I think it was on the Oregon coast. They both came to the. They're like you know they're looking up at the stars and shit. And then they came to the realization that their mission was that they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation, and they were destined to be martyrs who would then be resurrected. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. They came. They went. Which, obviously, in turn, led them to believe the fucking end of the world is near, right? Well, yeah. So the the two from Revelation show up. And then that's when things start to take a turn to the end of the world. I don't know a whole lot about the book of Revelations, but that's what I got out of this research is when the two witnesses show up, then then prepare your heinies. Shit's about to get real. I could be 100% wrong, but I think the two witnesses, they either witness Satan Coming up out of the ocean, like a drag or like some kind of six-headed dragon or something like that, where really? they witness the Antichrist come. 
Well, here you go. There's a biblical narrative. John is told that the court of God's temple has been given to the nations, and the holy city will be trampled by the nations for 42 months. During that period, for 1,260 days, or 42 months, or three and a half years, two witnesses would be granted authority to prophesy. They are described as two olive trees and two lampstands who stand before the Lord of the earth. Both are able to devour their enemies with fire that flows out of their mouths. Also, they have power over the sky and waters and are able to strike the earth with plague. Pretty sure Marshall and Bonnie didn't have those types of powers. That's for somebody else. And I'm also pretty sure I was way the fuck off. I don't know what I was thinking of. Well, well you said about uh, the beast, right? Yeah. After their testimony, the beast overcomes the two witnesses and kills them. For three and a half days, the people of the earth celebrate the two witnesses' death who have tormented them for three and a half years and will not permit the witnesses a proper burial. After this time, God resurrects the two witnesses. Their resurrection strikes fear on everyone witnessing their revival, and the two witnesses then ascend to heaven. And the next hour, a great earthquake occurs and kills 7,000 men, destroying a tenth of the city. Pretty sure none of that happened when this cult of people had their demise. On this earthly plane, anyway. You said resurrected. They believed when they were resurrected, a UFO would come down and pick them up along with anyone else who believed. And they thought this was what the rapture really would be. They didn't think it was Jesus coming down and... You know, taking all his loyal... They thought it was a UFO coming to pick us up. We'd be taken to a utopia where our bodies would change into perfected ET beings through this some kind of chemical process. Yes. So, any if anything you know about the, the story of the Bible, the teachings of the Bible, just insert alien into any of the upper powers. I basically put that in my notes because I said... Uh, you'd turn into perfected ET beings. There they would live indefinitely in what they called the next level. And then my next line is, while it does sound very close to Christianity, it is also similar to what theosophists believe. Oh, did you know that? Theosophy. I did not know that. Yeah, that's... Look, cult, religion, whatever you want to call things, what's weird about them is they all share a very similar, very similar story. Yeah, you do what you got to do here on this earthly plane, and you work yourself into the next power, the next level of evolution, or... There's other, there's religions, other religions that talk about a great flood. They're very, very similar. So this being close to those doesn't really surprise me. Christianity, theosophy, and this are sort of... The same story, different characters, right? Yes. The same kind of flavor. Like, you can take, you can insert Christianity into a whole bunch of these cults, especially this one. Yeah. All you have to do is just flip the script a little bit and say, instead of heaven, instead of angels, it's space and aliens. Yeah. And God is just this, uh, this higher level thinker of that particular group that can kind of insert its mind into pretty much any vessel almost the entire time doing this research. I'm like, this, this is all simulation stuff. 
you're you're raising one mind, you're raising one one avatar, your skill set, and you're putting it into a different vessel. And then okay, now you're going to spawn someplace else, somewhere else in the simulation. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that that's basically reincarnation, right? Yeah, exactly. So you just respawn somewhere else. Until you you played so well that you, then you move on. Now I'm pretty sure that that's what uh, is it Buddha Buddhism? I don't know, but I think that's basically that's what karma is. You build up all these credits, these good spirit credits. Yeah, once you build up enough karma, I'm pretty sure then you move on to the next level. We don't know what that is yet. Not yet. Or do we? We don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe True. we've been there yeah. 16 times. 16. This is our, you know, like we've been doing this. <laughs> like I used to be, a, you know, an old housemaid in the 1800s maybe. Just a chimney sweep. I was thinking like a like a housemaid with the big old wide birthing hips. <laughs> oh, yes, dearie. You know? <laughs> oh, it's just going to hurt for a little while. P- push. Come on, push. <laughs> Get her some hot water. You think we should take a break and then come back with some more shit? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Are you going to come down to the river tonight? We're going to talk about all the fun things that we're going to do for the next seven or eight years. <laughs> I'm in. We're going to look at the clouds. It's going to be like uh, sensory deprivation, but we're just going to lie in the grass and look at the blue sky and clouds for days and days. Yeah, man. Life's beautiful. Yep. Now, one of these days, somebody's going to have to get a job. We're going to have to send somebody out to be a janitor. And they all just like, <coughs> just start like milling around, like oh, looking at the ground, like, oh, not me, not me. <laughs> I, I did it last time. Yeah. I, uh, nope. I went and robbed the church for the food. <laughs> That's how that's how it went for for a while. I'm as far as I understand. I know I keep saying that, but that's how that that's what I'm getting out of the whole story is they they'd get to a place, they get to a point where they're broke as f. That government cheese is not feeding everybody, so they got to send a couple of recruits out. Okay, go out there and go down to Phoenix and get a job. We we need to feed the group. It's going to be up to you two to go down there but the two that they were sending were ones they wanted to half punish because they started looking at each other no 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 sexual intercourse in the group but then you look at these two and you're like "Ooh, maybe you know what let's uh put them to the test why don't you go on down to phoenix and get yourselves a couple of jobs and let's go from there yeah okay (laughs) did you say they were licking each other licking yeah like each other? Looking at each other? Looking at each other, I guess. I thought you said they were licking each other. I was like, what? <laughs> that is one way to meet somebody, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think I like you. Yeah. I'm Park A9, sorry. We're going the opposite way. COVID is, now they're saying we're not. We're never going to shake hands again, but we're like, no, now we're just going to lick people when we meet them. <laughs> oh, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, but where? Like. Nose? <laughs> Forehead? Dealer's <Hand>? choice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, give me that armpit. Uh, look. <laughs> Ooh, I uh 
All right, here's here's an ethical question for you. Okay. If it was a choice between licking somebody's dealer's choice or sniffing asses like dogs, what are you gonna do? I think I think I'd sniff an ass before licking anybody's anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sniffing is just a, there's no physical contact. Yeah, it's it's a little more olfactory than it is uh, t- taste buds. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, it'll go it'll it'll go away much sooner. Yeah, I'm gonna sniff some butt. <laughs> I'll come back to bring on the weird. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so we talked about how they they you know they started to wander around. Uh, that they left from Houston. That's when they started uh, preaching. You know, basically they came to this realization that they are the two. The end is coming. This is happening. Then they started preaching, and the first person. The first person they talked to was a lady named Sharon. That's all I gathered. Just Sharon. Was it Tate? It wasn't Tate, was it? Oh, I don't think so, because, uh, well. She was hanging out with old Chuckles over on the other side. Over in Cali. <laughs> That's where they ended uh, up. Not, not by choice, but anyway. They knew Sharon from the the Note Place. Oh, and the bookstore. I think she went into the bookstore a few times. Oh, so, like, she... She got a little taste of them mm-hmm. when when they were in the bookstore. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, "I remember you from this weird forest community, or maybe whichever one happened first. You know, she remembers them from the from the other one. So it's been kind of she was almost drawn to them somehow. I think you're dead on here because she was also going through a rough time in her life, uh, Sharon. I don't know all the details there, but she was going through you know marital issues, just a rough time in her life. And uh, Applewhite and Nettles, they met with her, talked to her a little bit, they left. Met with her, talked to her, left. Met with her. Six fucking days, dude, they met with her. So she just kept on coming back like she was like, I'm not, I'm almost there. What what else you got for me? Oh, so, so we're aliens. Yes. UFOs, I'm, I'm getting it. Oh, but Jesus was an alien, too. Yup. Yes. It's all coming together. She's like, I knew I was an alien. Can, did you know I could bend my finger all the way back and touch my wrist? I bend my thumb right here, and I can touch my wrist. No human can do that. That's an alien thing. <laughs> and Marshall's like, yes, yes, you're coming out of your vessel already. You're starting to wake up. You're becoming enlightened. You are with us. <laughs> I mean, Doe. Not, not Marshall. Doe. And then she just abandons her family. <laughs> she had a husband. I think she had an older child and a two-year-old. Abandons her family, leaves her wedding ring, and then notes for the family. And just fucking uh, adios. <laughs> That's you know? insane. I'm going for milk, but I'm taking it to Heaven's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't want cereal, bitches. <laughs> so she went with them and her job was you know she well she was helping them preach the gospel but her job was to go ahead of nettles and applewhite to like tell of their coming you know she's like a a modern day paul revere like the truth is coming the truth is coming <laughs> and actually it didn't work out too well for them because uh they went to oh what was it boise state I guess the college, the university or whatever. Idaho? Yeah. 
mean, they wandered around a lot. Like, how do they get places? How do you just get, listen, I've got 200 people. I need to get on this bus. I don't think the whole group of them wandered around. Oh, so they they said, okay, we're, we're going to go here and meet us here on this date. Yeah, I'm not exact. I'm not a hundred percent sure how that worked, but I mean, they couldn't. Hundreds of them. They couldn't wander around. Hundreds of them. The authorities were looking for them at one point, but then somehow they were just like they. They were too elusive for the law. Not for long, because they did get Mister Abboy. Uh oh, what do you do? Well, I'll tell you in just one minute, dude. Don't get All your. Right. Hey, hold your horses, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So they met this uh, anthro- anthropology professor, Max Pavasek, I think it is. And he said, yeah, he recounted that the two walked, this is a quote, the two walked into my office, asked me to drop everything and come with them. They were very sincere and intense, but they had weird eyes. They indicated that they would be publicly crucified as a demonstration to the world of their truth and that only the few who agreed to walk away from their lives would be able to join them on the UFOs and be able to join them in the higher realms of outer space. End quote. He obviously declined this. I mean... He's like, look, I'm not coming with you, but I'll be around to see this crazy shit. Yeah, I'm not going to go with you, but can you come with me? There's a hospital down the road here. (laughs) We're going to get you a couple uh, scans and make sure everything's good. That's what should have happened. This whole... They converted nobody. (laughs) Well... Not with that speech. And uh, Sharon was like, you know what? I'm out of here, guys. It's been real. But uh, I guess I guess I really do miss my family. It's been, what, four months? Yeah, I gotta go. That was it. It was guilt over leaving her family. She still believed him. And she was worried that because she went back to her normal life, that she disappointed, quote-unquote, God and lost her spot on the UFO. Oh. Uh. See, this sounds like some sort of level of Jehovah Witness. Do you know anything about that? I worked with a guy who practiced Jehovah Witness. Wizardry? Jehovah Wizardry? Jehovah Witnessism? (laughs) (laughs) But him and his family were, are, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Jehovah Witness. And according to him... The teachings are that there's only so much room in heaven. So you have to be this extremely strict person. Fine, you can get married. Fine, you can have sex, but it's after marriage. You have to do everything by the book. Do not cross out of that. You don't celebrate birthdays. You don't celebrate holidays. Damn pagans and your stupid-ass holidays. You don't have time to celebrate shit anyway when you're just constantly working for the Lord. Exactly. You go around just hammer, hammering on doors. Look look here. It says right here in the book. Right here in this pamphlet. I was supposed to be here. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's only so much room. That sounds like a Jehovah Witness thing to me. Like there's only... There's a hundred seats. What are you going to do? It does sound like that. She was just... I don't know if she meant like... She, she lost her, maybe it just meant like, maybe there wasn't, it could be a f- infinite number of spaces, but because she left, he's like, fuck you, bitch. You're not coming with us. Even <laughs> though there is a seat, there's a seat back there that says Sharon, but 
Not you ain't coming. But now it says, but it actually says sharing. Yeah, it's a two seater. It's a love seat, <laughs> but you, you're not in it. <laughs> she like told him she said, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'm not feel. I I really feel bad. I miss my family." And Marshall's like, "All right, bitch, see ya. No sea savies. You know, I'm not <laughs> saving your seat." <laughs> well, that was the thing too. Like, if people they didn't force people to stay. If people wanted to go, they were just like, "All right, well, uh, here's a bus ticket. Bye. This this isn't for you. You weren't supposed to be here. You're not you're not moving on to the next evolutionary human level. So we don't need you here." They did not force anybody. They basically, I don't think they forced anybody to do anything. No, I don't think so. I, everything was just just those eyes. Yeah, he was just. I like how the one guy said they they had weird eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think see Marshall or Doe, whatever you want to call him, he's got all those videos, so we know what he looked like up until nineteen ninety seven, but do we know what Bonnie looked like? I don't I just assume she's Hey Marshall <laughs> uh, We are we know each other from a past life. You know, just some old like you know, like the uh the lady from the Goonies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liken her to something like that. I've never seen her, <laughs> but I assume that she looks similar. Well, if you go to the Wikipedia, there's a picture of her, but she's probably definitely not f- her final age. But late 30s, I'm going to say. Maybe early 40s in this picture. She's you know She's got her nurse's cap on, smiling up at something. Oh, I see. But I'm pretty sure that was the, that must have been, if she was still a nurse, I don't know. She was a nurse up until 72 when they started hanging out with each other and becoming the two in Revelations. I found a picture of her when she got a little bit older and she looks a little rough. Oh, so she is looking like the lady from Goonies. Uh, similar, yes. How about the lunch lady from, uh, Billy Madison? Come and get your sloppy joe! Well... Not like that. She just looks like, uh, I don't know. Like, she has the same haircut as, in this picture I found, the same haircut as Marshall. She's sitting down, and he's standing up. I just duck, duck, goad Bonnie Nettles. Okay. Same haircut as in shaved head? Oh, uh, no, no, no. This this picture is a little older. Okay. Uh, So, I mean, they are both, they're a product of their time. They grew up in... They were young, young kids, like World War II. So she was born in 27. He was born in 31. So by the time they were teenagers, the war was over. The World War II was over. So now it was, it was peace and love, man. Just You just got to love each other. That is up until fucking Applewhite gets thrown in a slammer. Oh, what'd he do? How'd that happen? Well, I told you, Sharon, she... She said, I'm going back, guys. Her husband was finally like, all right, come on. I'll let you back. I mean, who? I mean, that that, that would have been a conversation. That would be tough, right? Like, you just, yeah. you just fucking split. Like, you talked to people for six days, and you left people that you've known for uh, who the hell knows how many years, but. Yeah. Well, they have two kids together, so that's, you may as well call that a whole life. There's. The older kid, and then there's a brand new kid, and then she's just gone. So he's been, so he's mom and dad. Yeah. He's like, oh, you just want to come back in here? All right. I want, 
two BJ's a week. That's part of the deal. If you disagree, if you don't go along with it, then you're not coming back. And then he's like, hold up. What are these notes here in the checkbook registry? What's yeah. this? Yep. And then that's when he, uh, I guess he called, I don't know if he, who he called. The cops, Ghostbusters, I don't fucking know. But, yeah, it was, they. he accused them. aliens. Men in black. He called them men in black. <laughs> he accused them of of Nettles and Applewhite of credit card fraud because they were using her uh, credit card. Oh, so it wasn't the checkbook registry. It was, uh, so hold on, Sharon. You've only got $8 left on the credit card? What's going on? There was a $20,000 limit. <laughs> That's a lot of money in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I know. But she later admitted, she was like, look, I let him use the card. Uh, but they were, you know, both of them, Bonnie and Marshall, but they both got arrested and they were, they weren't charged for it, I guess, because she admitted it. But it did, however, lead to them finding a warrant for Applewhite for a car rental theft. Uh-oh. And he was put in jail for six months in Missouri uh, while he was waiting for trial. Now, an interesting thing about this is, so they're just, they're using credit cards willy-nilly. This motherfucker steals a rental car. Didn't he apologize or something? At one point, he's like, you know, I really I really meant to pay you back, but uh, I'll pay you back. Don't worry. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the day after the hail Bob comic comes by. <laughs> <laughs> this was two decades before. <laughs> I know. But there's this thing called antinomianism. That's where you prevent gnomes from coming into your yard, right? Yeah. No gnomes. Gnomes to fight the gnomes. It's antinomianism. Antinomisms. <laughs> Anti-homies. So yeah, it's called antinomianism. And according to the dictionary, it means one who holds that under the gospel dispensation of grace, the moral law is of no use or obligation because faith alone is necessary to salvation. Oh, is it now? Yeah, so basically they're like, Fuck your laws. I don't answer to you. I answered a fucking gleep glop up there, the alien who put me here, and he's going to take me out of this shithole. He's on his way now. We just don't know yet. Yeah, I answer to him and him alone. So that rental car, I want that. That credit card, fuck you. It's mine now. Get me some Doritos, bitch. <laughs> and while you're at it, say hello to my little friend. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. What's he buying, cocaine now? He's just... <laughs> They didn't need cocaine. They were looking at clouds and just, yeah. just they were just there. They didn't do any kind of drugs. It was just, like they were not into any of that. They were just like, look, this is, we're the two. This is what we're going to do. It was their truth. It's what they believed. They believed it so wholeheartedly. Yes, yes. They were so into it. Like the, you know, the old saying high on life they were fucking high on life dude they just way high on life <laughs> yeah no shit so he he got sentenced to time served and was released in march of 1975 and nettles was like oh baby not well you know not baby she wasn't but she was like oh baby yeah we're back in business <laughs> and during this prison time Applewhite, he bing light bulb he came to the realization they're not even fucking human at all that they were aliens inhabiting human bodies. Obviously. Uh, of course. 
Of course. <laughs> this is what was going on. He needed this moment of clarity by himself. It was all meant to happen, dude. Uh, he said that they either incarnated into their bodies during their lifetimes, meaning, you know, they were already people and then they basically possessed them, or that these bodies were specifically designed for them from the next level. Okay. Okay. But they had to grow into being with the, the with the default mind, the default spirit. Because I, you said he had that NDE, and I, that was the moment. That was when the the mind of the Son of God entered that vessel. That's my theory. You're probably right. He had his NDE, and that's when he maybe he was like. Fuck, I just met him. I just met the people, the things, the ETs that put us here and they're going to take us back. I just met him. But I don't know, man. No? Too easy? No, I I think you're on to something. I think, I think that's very possible that that's when it kind of... I mean, look, an NDE or times that you do die and they bring you back, you lose a lot of oxygen to your fucking brain. So you're saying it's a lack of oxygen hallucination? Uh, not a hallucination. I think more of, like, damage. Uh, okay, so so parts of the brain are now broken, which makes them now more susceptible to more frequency. More frequencies, more ideas, more out-of-this-world tones. No. <laughs> No, no, I'm Why thinking not? this is all bullshit. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe he did get in tune with something that, but I'm thinking he was semi-normal, charismatic. He was all this. He was going to seminary. Motherfucker gets an NDE, almost dies. And then he's like, I'm an alien, damn it. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to you, Marsh? A <laughs> couple of parts of that gray matter just went, <laughs> they just melted away and the the human part just melted away and like no he's all alien from here i don't so he, know what to say <laughs> <laughs> so what year are we in 78 79 like late 70s early 80s everybody's you know i you know the, there's this group of people just wandering around the country it's this weird like it's the ufo called yeah it's the weird like UFO followers kind of wandering around. They're just they're just doing their thing over there. It's not they're not hurting anybody. Right. Yet. You know they still have a website? And the survivors don't know how they're survivors necessarily are still keeping it they're not doing any kind of updates now, but it's still a live website. Yeah. It's just heavensgate.com. And there's a pile of information there. Yeah. It's hard to read because the background is uh, is freaking stars. I mean, I guess that's important for the whole theme of the whole thing, but... This looks like uh, a teenage girl's MySpace page. Was originally built on angelfire.com. <laughs> Jesus, God, what is this? <laughs> so you're, you're now um, calling on the spirit to help you explain what's happening. That's true. Jesus... <laughs> It's still it's still for real website. Yeah, it really is. It, like Will said, heavensgate.com. You guys can check it out. I don't know. I didn't. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Doe's intro, our purpose, 
Statement by an ET presently incarnate. Get the fuck. Hold up. I got to see this real quick. There's a lot there. But all right. You get get into that. Let's. uh, All right. You know, stuff's happening. Move ahead a little bit. So in the early 80s, stuff started to take a turn. Uh, Bonnie was diagnosed with cancer and she lost one of her eyes to cancer. Real quick. Okay. I just want to mention that they didn't, to move on to the next level, they were teaching that you don't have to die. You just, like, don't worry. Like, if you're afraid of death, don't worry. You don't have to die to move on to the next level. This we're, this is what we're going to do. And then, like you said, Bonnie dies. Well, well at, th- at that level, when they're like, you don't have to worry about blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's Christianity. You can... Now... N- at none of their teachings, they ever said the word sin. You don't sin, but somehow you're, I don't know, whatever, whatever they're doing I, in Christianity, you have to ask for forgiveness to move on. Whatever sin you might commit, you're drinking an awful lot of alcohol. You're going to have to absolve those sins somehow. Yeah. I just finished off my beer. You're going to have to throw a Hail Mary or say you're, Seven Mary three. What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't get down with that Catholic fucking anti-religion see, bullshit. See, Satanist. Oh, whole other flavor. <laughs> whole other flavor. You gotta, you gotta take the anal beads and smack, smack your back with the anal beads. What? What? <laughs> I don't think you went to church, dude. I think you went to a rape dungeon. That's none of your business. <laughs> Actually, you could have gone to a Catholic church and had that happen to you. I don't. <laughs> I know there's, yikes, we're off topic, <laughs> dude. <laughs> God, it's not anal beads; it's the rosary. Calm down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but if a nun was a, uh, you know, uh, hey, 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 trying, what? she's trying to break the habit. Come on, man, nun puns. Nun puns. What are you talking about? She's trying to break the habit. What habit? They wear a habit. That's the that's the oh. hood. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> I didn't know what it was called. Now you make me look stupid. I'm I'm gonna cut you out of this whole episode now. It's just gonna be me talking to myself. <laughs> He's got the word of the Lord on his side and we can't hear him because we're not on his side. Tricks for kids and we're adults now. Wherever that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good God. What is happening? I never know. <laughs> no. Neither do I, really. Uh so Bonnie's earthly vessel. Her flesh body. He talked about flesh bodies an awful lot. It sounds so dirty. It does. I guess because I, I just think of a fleshlight, you know, when I hear flesh body. It just, it sounds so, like I wouldn't want to say flesh body in church. But if you say it in church, and then there's those uh, two or three heads, seven heads that pop up and be like, wait, a, did you? Then you know who the real sinners in the room are. That's true. Yeah, because they're like... A normal, God-fearing man is not going to know what a fleshlight is. They're not going to no. think. No. They're not uh-uh. going to think. Flesh body. Oh, that sounds like fleshlight. That's gross. Oh no. Nope. They're just going to be like, "Amen." Yep. We got to One of these days, we're going to shed these flesh bodies. And then the guy in the back is like, "Ooh, so uh, 
What's uh, what's Luke have to say about this? Yeah. He like pulls out his phone. He's like, I need a new flashlight. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I've been really rocking this one out hard. <laughs> I've just God. been give, taking it to Pound Town, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Bonnie's flesh body was starting to uh, deteriorate. There was uh, there was bad things happening to to Bonnie's old flesh body. That's Jeez what happens. Flesh body. That's what happens when you don't treat it right. Well, I mean, it just that's what happens. You you get old. You're yeah. You're thinking you're the two. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like they were they weren't living like they weren't living on McDonald's food. They were living on berries and like they were living minimally. They were constantly moving, so they it's not like they didn't have they weren't obese. They weren't uh, sedentary. They had they look despite. All the other crazy shit that's happening in their minds, they led healthy lifestyles. Yeah, I mean, but they they ate enough. They they rested enough. They lived off the land in a sense. They didn't overdo it. They didn't underdo it. Yeah, but Steve Jobs was a fruititarian, and he died of pancreatic cancer. Exactly. Doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Drink your beer. Cancer doesn't know anything. Doesn't know your race, it doesn't know your gender, doesn't know your age, it'll fucking get you if it's gonna get you. It doesn't know your weight. I mean, don't help it, like, don't be, you know, don't have, like, 20 cigarettes hanging out of your mouth at one time, just, (gasps) but if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. Right. So, in 1983, she had to have an eye removed due to cancer, and her doctor informed her that the disease was already spreading through the rest of her body. She stated that the doctor was ignorant and believed, along with Applewhite, that she could not die as they had to ascend together. Oh, the doctor was ignorant. Yeah, it took me a second, too. I must have put a little pause in too many places. Channeling (laughs) William Shatner. She stated that. (laughs) The doctor. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Now the doctor's on board? He believes that they had to go? (laughs) (laughs) Right. She stated that the doctor was ignorant, and and she believed, there should have been a she in there, along with Applewhite, that she could not die as they had to ascend together. Hmm. But Cantor was like, well, fuck you, June 18th or 19th, 1985. That's when Cantor killed her flesh body. And then Marshall was like, oh, the, yeah, oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we, we will have to die to, to go. <laughs> uh I know I know I told you guys before we didn't have to uh but now they the alien, they changed their mind and they do want to they said it, the ship would be lighter if we didn't have physical bodies and we were just yeah. you know whatever the fuck souls or right. whatever Yeah her her vehicle it 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 broke down she had to leave her vehicle behind it was uh you know she she blew out a spare tire and the whole thing was just a mess now her vehicle you know she had to leave it behind it was it was in bad shape. Busted a radiator hose. <laughs> you overheat if you do that. O-ring was shot. Yeah, sorry. I know I said that before, but yeah, we are we are for sure going to have to die to do this. But that was 1985. So he still had some time to go. Well, didn't, he said that like right away though, didn't he? he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, you know what? It was just that flesh body she had. It was that vehicle she was in. It was just... It was time. 
You know how you gotta just you gotta get a new car every once in a while. Yeah. Her Nissan truck just shit to bed. Mm-hmm. Cracked the block and everything. She had to get a new one. But she's not getting it now. Yeah, so the whole time they were teaching, you don't have to die. They're going to come pick us up. We're, we're good to go. This happens in, would you say, 85? Yeah. And then he's like, shit, we are for sure going to have to die. Yeah, yeah. So then from 85 on, everyone is who stays there, they're, on board. they're like, all right, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to die. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> that checks out. This flesh body, it's gonna, it's gonna have to go. Which again, Christianity, when we die, our soul goes on. Right. When this flesh body dies, mm-hmm. our soul goes on to whatever happens next. Yeah, and like we said earlier, it's just, it's the same drink. It's just a different flavor. You know. Mm, it's not blue flavorade. It's uh, it's lime Kool Aid. Yeah, same thing, just a little different. Both are nasty as fuck. By the way, I hate Kool Aid. I hate blue or green drinks. How about yellow Gatorade? That's the best. I'll I'll literally fight anybody who says yellow Gatorade is not the best Gatorade. Yellow? I will literally fight anybody over that. Is it mango? No, yellow. Like it's lemon. It's yellow. All right, well, I guess we're about to throw down. (laughs) (laughs) You already went home. I'm going to mess you up in some badminton in the trees. Get some. I'm going to cut those trees down. (laughs) Good, because maybe then I'll be able to see the birdie better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Bad things are happening in old Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Bonnie's vehicle is broken down. She's gone, and Marshall's got to... Well, Doe's got to pick up the pieces. You know what's kind of funny here? You remember I told you that Nettles was in charge, basically. He was just the face of it? Yep. And now that she dies, that's when shit really goes off the rails, dude. Yeah, he he got a little crazy. The no sexual, voluntary castration? Yeah. Things got... Like, Marty, what are you doing? Can I call you Marty? You just want Marsh. Do? Not do. Do the do? Do. Listen, do. You got to calm down, brother. It was the two. Now we just call him Uno. <laughs> so the, the group is whispering, look, Uno's getting a little crazy over there. We gotta, can we use a skip card? Is there reverse? <laughs> yeah, you need reverse. <laughs> you got to go back. Oh, he didn't call Uno. Draw four. I got a yellow eight. That's all I got. I don't know what to do with yellow eight. This is just nothing. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying to like go further, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> There's no. You can't go anywhere. Whole system was broken. There's the yellow eight going on. Just skips, reverses. It's just fucking wild out there. Plus four, all of them. But if you turn an eight sideways, it looks like balls. Boom! Cut the balls off. Castration. Right back around. Here we go. That's what we do here at Bring On a Weird. See, when you turn the eight sideways, I was thinking infinite, and then we're going to move on to the next evolutionary level. Who knew the whole thing was about a dick joke? <laughs> He's like, wait, you still have your eight? <laughs> I cut mine off. I, I got rid of it. You still got yours? You still cut yours off? Man. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> Isn't that a song? 
Yeah. Greatest it's the only girls. way white people can dance. <laughs> we need instructions to, to dance. Remember that? You know what I do remember? I said I remember us saying before we recorded, we both agreed that we need to stay on topic. <laughs> and <laughs> we are not doing that right now. Eleven minutes on a Uno tangent. Uh so in the in the mid nineties, that's when the uh, it was more of an internet era. So that's when they started building on the website. And I think I swear I read someplace, somehow it was absorbed in my brain somewhere that at that point they started um creating websites uh, to be paid for. They some of the members of the cult design websites for for money. Okay. Pretty sure that was a thing. It's possible. I didn't see that, but that I mean, you guys basically got what I got so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's all, we're just winging it from here, baby. All it's right. all on you, man. You got to carry the show Me- now. <laughs> so that's that's the mid 90s now the whole internet boom and people are starting creating websites so they're creating websites now there was there was another story that two of the members that were left a lot of the members at this point were basically original members people were in and out but then by this point in in the 90s mid 90s uh we're we're down to 30 some people and it's basically the people that's been with them since the beginning. Yeah, and like like we said, you could freely go. So they did have they had a lot of members over the years, and then they just they left, and there was no punishment for that. It it was just no. fine. You want to go? You don't want to go with us to infinity and beyond? Go ahead. Good. I'll throw my feet up on the other seat while you're gone. Whatever. Yeah, I need a, a spot for my laptop anyway. There wasn't any laptops then. Oh. Was there? I don't know. Maybe. It was big-ass ones. I do want to add to that, that um, you could go anytime you wanted, but they they made it so you didn't want to leave because they were taught that anyone who was not there... They were just leading a meaningless life with no chance of salvation. Like, we're just out here working from cradle to grave. And that was it. So, you could leave, but they made it difficult for the members to to kind of interact with society afterwards. When they did leave, it took some readjusting. Yeah, they had to be readjusted to society as they knew it. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, if they've spent time with them out in the wilderness for five, six years between the end of the eighties and the middle of the nineties. Or the beginning of the 90s, a lot of shit changed, to be honest. A lot changed. Yeah. So they had to be reacclimated to to the regular world. It was a culture shock. They weren't tortured. They weren't brainwashed or anything. Because the thing I gather, scientists believe that to be brainwashed, there has to be some sort of torture. Whether it's physical, mental food or water deprivation, etc., something like that. There has to be some sort of torture in order to brainwash someone. But there wasn't anything in this group. Nothing like that. They genuinely believed what they were being taught. Right. There was no kind of, don't do this, or you're, we're going to put you in a box under the ground for, for a little while. There right. There's no solitary confinement. There's no kind of, 
there's no kind of torture. Like you said, they're, they're just like, do you believe this thing? Yes. Come with us. You don't believe this thing? Fine. Go away. Exactly, yeah. Now, at some point, I'm not seeing it here in this webpage that I have open, but at some point there was a couple of members of the group that ended up getting inheritance. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. So they they ended up getting something like $300,000 between the, these couple of people in the group with their inheritance. And they were fully into the group. There was no sort of... They weren't even... They're like, okay, well, I guess mom and dad died or uncle... Uncle Stevie died, so we're going to. Well, now we got now we got a bunch of money. Well, they didn't have a family outside. Like this was their family, so yeah, exactly. Share it with the family. Yeah, so they're like, oh, do check it out. Look, we can make a bunch of internet videos now. We can get you this cool ass shirt. It's got all these buttons on it. You, we don't got to be sleeping on the cot under the stars anymore. Okay, we can right. we can make a cool ass Heaven's Gate logo. Yeah, that it looks like that. a keyhole. That's what I thought. It looks like a keyhole, doesn't it? I guess because they're unlocking the gate. I guess. I don't know. It seems whoever thought of that was not a marketing genius. No. But then... Real quick, I know, I keep cutting you off. I do want to say we are not at all making fun of these members who they genuinely believed this. It It's... These members, they, they usually there was like trauma, not trauma, not torture, but they had a, a rough life, and then they they just believed it. it it's n- no fault. We're not making fun of them at all. So I just want people to know that. It almost seems like somehow, I mean, you could attribute it to either right place, right time, or it was it was meant to be. But somehow, at these points in these people's lives, they were at their at their worst. They were broken people, you know, yeah. quote unquote, broken peoples. Something, something detrimental happened to these people that ended up joining with Marshall and Bonnie. They were just kind of like, yeah, I I need something. This this feels good. This this feels right. This fills this gap, and you know. They didn't know at the time, but somehow it filled this gap. It's like people who join a gang. You know, they want the, the family feel. They want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It, it was just, it fulfilled something in them. It f- filled, fulfilled. They just felt needed, wanted. Yeah. But not sexually, because that didn't happen. No. Well, did it? Didn't it? Is Marshall Applewhite the, the guy... Who said, no, it couldn't be. It was Marshall Apple Black. <laughs> there was one cult leader, I don't remember who it was, who said, oh, uh, oh, that might have been the Mormons. Where he was like, he said, oh, no, 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 having sex, no, I'll take that burden on me. I will have sex with your wives. I will <laughs> lay all that burden on me so you don't have to do that. I think that might have been Joseph Smith from the Mormons. Oh, yeah. I, well, yeah. I say yeah, but I mean, I'm just agreeing with you. We should probably save that for the Mormon episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that sounds like, see, that's that's at a level of, oh, sacrifice. Yep. For this gift from the heavens, I need to sacrifice something. 
But Heaven's Gate was not like that. The only thing you sacrificed was leaving your material life behind. Yeah. And ju- just come on the road with us. We're nomads. Let's go. Come on. This is going to happen. You know, you're either with us or you're not coming. Period. Barefoot in the Rockies. That's what we're doing. Now, uh, in 19... So we're we're moving to the 90s now. This is kind of where some shit falls apart for me. Okay. So... July 23rd-ish, 1995. That's when Alan Hale and Thomas Bopp discovered the Hale-Bopp comet. They each found it separately, independently. And, you know, that was a that's a big deal. These amateur uh, astronomers just looking out in the night sky, and they're like, ooh, hey, whoa, hey. That was 1995, the middle of 1995. That's when that was going on. And then... Somehow, there is another amateur astronomer. I, th- I thought I had it somewhere. Well, I guess regardless. There was uh, another amateur astronomer who somehow was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I was looking at that Hale-Bopp the other night, and there was a spaceship in the tail of the Hale-Bopp comet. And that's when he called Art Bell on Coast to Coast. And Art Bell was like, yeah, y- t- tell us all about it. What's going on? What's that about? Classic art, dude. Yeah. It, art buys buys it all. Or at least it sounds like it buys it all. Then he goes home and smokes the joints like, these fucking idiots all day. <laughs> but it's paying, <laughs> it's paying the bills, damn. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about smoking joints, so uh, I'm just, uh, I was blowing smoke. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but then somehow on the, after that show... That's when the cult got wind of that and said, well, wait a minute. That's it. That's it. We have, that's the mothership that's coming for us. There it is. I mean, that was the sign they were waiting for, you know. Applewhite was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do? Where is it? Like, and then the hail bop. And then the guy's like, there's a spaceship. He's like, yes, here it is. (laughs) I got my answer. I guess at that time, right, the Hale-Bopp was supposed to come closest to Earth in, like, March, right? Oh, well, am I jumping ahead? Hale and Bob discovered it in 95, and then, you know, they did all the calculations and whatnot, and they said that at, in 1997, the perihelion, April 1st, 1997, it was visible during the day. Now, I was, how old was I? 15? I was almost 15. In for 95? some reason, I. 97. I was 10. <laughs> for some reason, I do not remember this. I can't, I don't have a memory of this. But it was, I was 97, April 97, so I was finishing up ninth grade. Well, you're not going to see it again. <laughs> oh, hell no. Did you look up when it's coming around again? Uh, I didn't see the year, but its orbital period is 2,533 years, I think, right? Yeah, and somehow they figured out, like, the perturbulation of the solar system in the Milky Way and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be, like, f- Christmas around 4385. Actually, I do have that. It, its next predicted perhelion is yeah. 4380. Yeah. So, you know, g- give or take 1,500 days or so. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the next time this thing's coming around. But 
1997, that's when Heaven's Gate's like, that's the one. We gotta shed our mortal coil soon. In March, you know, you see, you know, the the, the Nikes, the tracksuits. Let's see, March 1920, 1997, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in Doe's final exit, speaking of mass suicide, and the only way to evacuate this earth is through getting rid of the mortal coil. After asserting that a spacecraft was trailing Comet Hale-Bopp and that this event would re- represent the closure of Heaven's Gate, Applewhite persuaded 38 followers, so 39 of them, including Applewhite, to prepare for ritual suicide so their souls could board the supposed craft. Applewhite believed that after their deaths, an unidentified flying object would take their souls to another quote-unquote level of existence above human which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Their preparations included each member's videotaping a feral message. To kill themselves, members took uh, phenobarbital mixed with applesauce, apple white applesauce. Hey, good on you. Good on you, buddy. I mean, that's good. <laughs> Had to leave him with one last joke. <laughs> he was a jokester. He was a jokester. Watch those videos. He's, 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 a, he's a kooky guy. <laughs> Phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and wash it down with vodka. Additionally, they secured plastic bags around their heads after ingesting the mix to induce asphyxiation. So, Jeez, dude. There was no, like, there was no backing out. You were either going to succumb to the fine cocktail of phenobarbital, applesauce, or pudding and vodka, or you're going to do that thing, your parents are like, ah! Get that plastic bag off your head! Yeah, that's like the one of the like asphyxiation as a way to die. No thanks, dude. No, that's like straight up suffering. Y- yeah, that's no. Just don't cut off the oxygen. Like, I, I have no desire to go anytime soon to shed this mortal coil anytime soon. But I mean, if I had a choice, let's make it subtle. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing as drowning. You can't breathe, and you drown. Everything just starts shutting down. Yeesh. And you're aware of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, until you pass out, and then I guess it's a, I guess technically it's a peaceful death. Eventually, you just got, you got to get past the hard shit. Yeah. And then when you pass out, then you're good, because then you don't know what the fuck's happening. Right. So the 39 adherents, 21 women, and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72 are believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. Yeah. The suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, and 9 between approximately March 22nd and March 26th. Among the dead was Thomas Nichols, brother of the actress, uh... Nichelle Nichols, not Michelle, Nichelle, mm-hmm. who is best known for her role as Uhura in the original Star Trek television series. You know what is kind of funny? that The tracksuits that they wore, they were all black Star Trek-themed outfits, I think. Those, the, whole, the whole group was very into the whole Star Trek, Stargate, Battlestar Galactica. They were like... There was one thing that I read that said uh, what they did was 
every once in a while. It w- didn't happen all the time, but, you know, every once in a while they'd gather around somebody's car and they'd plug a TV into the cigarette lighter of the car so that they could watch Star Trek. To look for what? Like inaccuracies? Or they were like, yep, that's going to be us soon. <laughs> this is the Bible. Look, there's Picard. They started naming all their stuff after after the rooms on the ship. Like the, the kitchen was the, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. But it was like some sort of like futuristic name for the kitchen and the bathroom. They all had the same amount of money in their pockets too. Oh, really? $6.66. No, I don't know how much it was. But that was for them to pay the toll to get to the next level. It's like the the River Styx. Oh, my God. Yes, I was just going to say that now they're bringing in the Greek myth, too? Yeah, exactly, because I, I, don't, I don't remember how much it was. There's a toll to cross over when you leave the Earth's atmosphere? Yeah. And the River Styx, what, isn't that why they put money on their eyes, right? Yeah, so they could pay the uh, the boatman. Yeah. To cross River Styx. It's just cults and religions and all that stuff it's like they just borrow things from everybody you know what i mean and like i got a little bit of that a little bit of this and uh but no this this is the true way this is real yeah i took a little bit of yours and a little bit of theirs but this is the way right exactly i i mean that's it's kind of how we live our lives now we we practice christianity but then we celebrate these pagan celebrations yeah christmas is kind of paganish there's a yule thing going on kind of in that era honestly christmas is supposed to be a chris a christian holiday and we worship a fat man in a red suit we uh you know we have a yule log we have a christmas tree which is pagan correct i think so pretty sure it's just I don't even know what to say. It's just, we just borrow things and... Yeah, it's just this Frankenstein religion that we're like, all right, so I I can go smash my neighbor's windshield on his car, but then the next day I'm like, God, forgive me because I wasn't in my right mind. He's like, you're good, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's how maybe, maybe Doe and T, Marshall, Bonnie, and the number of their followers are all kicking it around. The solar system and the blackness of space on that old spaceship, and they're just going to live forever. But somehow they're, they've shed all their mortal stuff. So, like, there's no fun. They're just bland as F. You know what I mean? Maybe. They're perfected ETs now, dude. You can either party in hell or serve in heaven. Where are you going? I'm not I'm <laughs> never gonna say I wanna go to hell. <laughs> I will never say that. But I mean Oh boy. Maybe listen, maybe they were right. We don't know. Another thing that bugs me about it is okay, they've shed their mortal coils here. And they're looking to become the higher level being there. So now they're an alien janitor somehow. But then, so this 
energy that was powering the earthly flesh body is now powering a space uh, adapt alien body that can push a broom on the on the ufo travel around space what's happening uh energizer batteries dude it just keeps going and going and going yeah so they don't they don't need their soul or whatever to power it they just plug a battery in so is there any kind of personality you got to shed all that stuff right like the things that make you who you are you know that that builds your personality now so now you are here to that's what the whole thing was we're going to that's what the teachings were we're going to become bland so that we can move into this higher level of being and be blander well i think now you're asking a religious question right like where is your personality is it in your soul or is it in your body where is consciousness is it in your soul is it in your brain is it in your like if your soul goes and leaves this body behind your personality goes with it or is your personality somehow in that body and not in you know what i mean i think i think we're at yes. just like a weird we don't fucking know thing you know right i'm are you happy with who you are today you know maybe not Maybe not in, in body, but maybe in spirit. There you go. My, my, my body's got some work to do. It's a little, look, hey. Yeah, me too. B- Buddha? No, maybe I'm channeling Buddha a little bit, but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's possible. I don't know. <laughs> look, man, I'm I'm okay with in, in, in mind. Body is a little, could use some work. Yeah, I feel you. But... I'm not unhappy. I'm content. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I guess. We'll leave it at What? Is it good to be content? You should always strive for better, right? Ugh. Striving, that just sounds like a lot of work. That's too much work. Fuck that. That's not what we do here. (laughs) (laughs) Not uh, bring on the weird cult. We don't strive. Oh, no. No, it just sounds like too much work. And now you can join... On Patreon for five dollars a month. Not a bring on the weird cult. Well, uh, we're working on a sticker. Well, we will be. I haven't really worked on it yet, but we will be, and you'll get a sticker. You'll get ad-free episodes, promo-free episodes, and you'll get the Monday episodes one day early on Sundays. So that means you could be listening to this on Sunday rather than when you're listening to it now, unless you are one of our patrons. Ah, we'll shout them out in a couple weeks when it's actually due. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that for the the next one. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll bunch them in with Jonestown or uh, David Koresh. Yeah, you want to get? Is this a sneak peek? What are we doing next? We going to Waco? I say, <clears throat> I kind of want to do Branch Davidians. Yes, that's that's Waco, Texas, right? That's David Koresh and yeah, all those yep. guys. Mm-hmm. Waco, my airplane. What? Waco, my ego. You know. all right so on apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us oh do you want to party in hell or serve in heaven do you want to chill here on earth or do you want to be a bland janitor on that ufo that's got dew and tea dough and tea on it 
You just want to be that bland janitor. There's no headphones. There's no music. But if you're a super advanced ET, you might not need it. You might just be able to pull it up in your brain. Oh, it's already there. So you're you're tapped into the to the database. You're tapped into the matrix. Fucking Neuralink, dude. Elon. Oh man, see, you want to be tapped into the Neuralink, or do you want to discover stuff here on Earth by yourself? I don't know which one I'm selling more. Which one are you selling? Mm. Okay, all right. All right. Uh. Okay, so give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and tell us, do you want to be tapped into the Neuralink? So you got all the things all at any time, or do you want to just be on this gravity-based ball that we're floating on? Some might think it's a flat piece of baloney that we're floating on out here, and to discover all this shit on your own. <laughs> Have it all, or find it eventually, I guess. Well, I mean, part of the fun is the journey, right? Oh, man, see? So you're, so we're going to continue doing this podcast. We're not going to have to do it remotely from you being on the some sort of spaceship out there, being a bland janitor and just beaming down your consciousness and, and from the Neuralink. I don't know. I mean, we might have a lot less hiccups if we did it that way. We're just, we're just both tapped in the Neuralink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even have to edit, dude. We would just do it. And it would just immediately, just we just talk it immediately. Boom! It's on anchor. Boom! It's shipping out all over the place. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's already on the DMs. It's already on Twitter. Everywhere. It's Done. everywhere. Done. Already on Instagram. And then if I if I was like, you know what, man, I really want a new shirt. I could just go to, boom, in my head, myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird. And just order me a t-shirt. Boom. Tapped into the neural link. Link me up, Elon. Oh, man. Also, give your kid a normal fucking name, dude. Have you seen Elon? The the latest? Jesus, God, dude. What is he doing? What the fuck? He changed the numbers to Roman numerals now. Yeah, what did... Honestly, what was in that joint that he smoked on Rogan? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Anyway, that's another tangent I took us on. Yikes. Well, stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.